you see fit to steal from others, so shall you have your right hand removed. Guard, imprison him until morning, his punishment to be carried forth at noon. One of the elfin court guards dutifully drags the man away as he screams, begging for mercy. His attorney arguing against our king's outrageous decision. If you wish to join your client, I will have your tongue removed for your disrespect in my court, exclaims the self-righteous vampire, seated on his ostentatious throne, elaborate golden Celtic crown atop his head. King Corin took no time in agreeing with the minister of defense, Z. von Yelfair, infamous elven warlord turned politician. Our monarch's medieval sense of justice certainly detracts from his physical appeal. However, Minister von Yelfair is creepy on every level with his ghost-pale skin, severe jet-black hair, iridescent silver eyes, and hideous, malicious streak. The fact the two determined their harsh sentencing for theft in moments, I'm inclined to stand and remind them, this is 2189, not 1289. But I have my own problems to worry about, my own case to consider and bringing the king's wrath down on my head now won't deter this mess from becoming a full-blown disaster. Court has droned on for hours already, though it's winding down. Soon it will be my case before King Corin and the Sovereign Council, my attorney pleading, my life on the line. Perhaps not in the literal life-or-death sense, but it may as well be. Smoothing the skirt of my lace overlay sheath dress, I exhale, breathing out the self-pity, then suck in the air of confidence and sit twisting my ring. I haven't forgotten. Wealth means nothing if you believe such a life affords you the right to pity, Katie. It affords us great responsibility. The herald steps onto a small platform announcing, the court now calls upon Master Fitzgerald McCurdy III, Esquire, to present himself before our High King. Hearing my attorney's name sends butterflies straight to my stomach. So many possible outcomes, too many of them undesirable. Undesirable is a far cry from deadly. Mr. McCurdy stands, approaching the dais where the king and his small entourage of advisors sit as if hiding behind the king's guard. But not just any of the king's guards. Positioned along the front of the dais, creating a lethal wall between the public and our king, stand the prestigious brothers of Pendragon in black leather brigandines, their chests emblazoned with the Celtic-styled trinity knot of the goddess encircling a green dragon's eye. Lush, inky velvet cloaks, as black as their raven hair, flow from golden shoulder plates to the heels of their heavy leather boots. Forearms accented by golden armor, famous Norse swords at their sides. He bows, waiting with patience while I fight urges to fidget, my heart jump-jiving and swing-dancing in anticipation. Though the four notorious Dracopricy dragons elicit their fair share of pulse-racing excitement, King Corn raises an eyebrow as he scans the electronic tablet in his hand, and the new expression in his features unnerves me. You hold the estate of Sir Thomas Hayden Grayson in trust? Yes, sire, answers my uncle's longtime attorney.
all corporate assets of Hayden Holdings Incorporated, and all personal assets of the Grayson estate including temporary guardianship of his sole descendant. Anything could be on his skybook screen. My birth records, adoption records, everything Uncle Thomas paid attorneys to ensure would stay out of the public eye. But as we sit in a crowded courtroom with spectators anxious for tidbits of gossip, the king looks at him with a studious eye, and my stomach plummets into my toes.